Hi folks, this is Andrew here from Who's Our Reiki and Readings and Who's Ghost Stories. This is a very special surprise episode. Because of the content, we weren't sure where to release it or how to release it. The episode was recorded a while back um, before Sean left the podcast, so we're just getting around to releasing it now as an audio exclusive. So want to give a heads up as a little disclaimer this episode focuses on italian mummies specifically sex mummy stories from italy palermo italy um there is discussions of like um corpse desecration uh sexual acts and um sexual assault from ghosts so just wanted to give the heads up just before you click on and watch this episode. But I hope you dig in and I hope you like it. I just love that we have a full table group shot. We have this nice angle shot that has Sean and Andrew and then and a little then bit the of Alex me. Cam. And then there's the Alex cam. I don't know. That's, that's the only one I don't even have to edit when I put it up normally too. Because it's just already perfect. So <laughs> I do have a question. For, because you're the the mastermind behind this, mm-hmm. why is there an Alex cam? So, well, I was gonna say I think this is also supposed to be the Sean cam, but uh, it, we we don't got as much of a zoom. Yeah, normally when I edit it, I kind of edit and crop myself out so it yeah. is just on Sean. Yeah, everyone's supposed to have their own camera. If I ever get a third one like those two, then, then I'll probably angle it more this way. It's Wait. just funny the way it works. It's like. That one's also a wider shot. Yeah, that one. If you put it across from Sean, you actually get, like, the window and some of the pop vinyl somehow. It is ridiculous <laughs> how much wider that, that lens no, is. No, you can, you can tell how wide it is because My, it gets all three of us, whereas this one, it gets me. Right. My, my original plan was... Wow, like, it's my wingspan. <laughs> Look at that shit. He can literally... Oh, man. We, we got to get one of those uh, one of those transitions of Alex closing... <laughs> Ooh! That's the, that's the here you go, right there. here. <laughs> um, wait, hold on. And we're back. That seemed like a goatsy kind of thing. Um, <laughs> you, you just see my fingers. <laughs> yeah, we could easily stitch that with goatsy. Oh God! Perfect. All right, I'm going to give us a little counting for this. For Best B-roll in the biz. Yeah, and now you have a cool transition you can use for anything. If you really want yeah, to do true. a terrible, like, close out or <laughs> open, you got it. Put it on three. Yep. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. As soon as I heard, I was like, <laughs> hold on. I had a feeling. We're going to start back at five. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Benevolto, who's a ghost stories? I am your host, Bienvenuto, Reiki master and medium, Andrew Huzar from Huzar Reiki and Readings. We've got research expert Sean that did no research. Not this time. He got the day off. And we got paranormal enthusiast, Professor Alex Wheaton, who will be very enthused. Oh? Because we've got another surprise episode. Surprise! Oh, boy. And this one... (laughs) It's the only thing more surprising than pocket sand. I am so excited for pocket sand. So, kind of wasn't really explained in the last one. Um, 
So if this is your first time here, let me tell you what these are. So uh, these episodes are a bit different in tone, in content, in reactions, and in discussions. Um, my job with these is I want to find the wackiest, the craziest, the stupidest, or most infuriating ghost stories and legends that are humanly possible. And last I, time was all of them. It was all of them at once. Yeah, I did my job. And I the don't, bar is high. I don't tell either or of these low. two what I'm doing. No. I just bring them in blind, right for it. Um, this is where you, all the wonderful reactions that are in the intro for the video all come from the last one. So can only imagine what's going to come from this one. Um, maybe eventually in the future, maybe I'll let one of these two head up a surprise episode. Um, but I'm excited. Last surprise episode, we talked about the infamous and famous Lincoln, Lincoln Park, Park golf, golf course. I fudged that one up. It's okay. Bleep. It, it's Lincoln a, Park Golf Course in San Francisco, California. It's just like a Choco Caco. It is a Choco Caco in the mouthful. Uh, today, we're taking a trip across the ocean. Ooh. And we're talking about mummies. Italian mummies, to be exact. Is that... So, so when you said bienvenuto? It was Italian. So I guess my question is, can people in Italy also get crystals with a Hussar Reiki and readings discount code? <gasps> they can. It might be quicker shipping, too. Cause it, yeah. Because you're on that half of the world already. But he brings up a good point. Check out our sponsors, Spirit Magica, for all your crystal needs. If you've got a wacky ghost in your house, crystals are the best thing to do about it. It might not get rid of the ghost, but at least your house will look better. And then go over to Pet Art Creations and get yourself a custom, beautiful artwork done of any pet, person, or ghost that you, you can, can send a picture of. You can even get a picture of yourself with your mummy. You can. There's actually a guy that does that. <laughs> Today is different than last episode. Last episode we had one event, one place, and we took turns reading. Today all takes place around one spot, but I selected three different tales from that spot. Um, all three of these take place in the Capuchin Catacombs in Palermo, Italy. Capuchin? Capuchin. Like the monkey? Yep. Wait, 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 wait. So, Palermo, Italy? Yep. Um, before I dive into these stories, I do want to give a t tidbit of background information that help explain <laughs> the public thoughts that led to some of these situations. Oh, God. Historically, the people in Palermo imbibed on mummia. Mummia is ground-up powder taken from mum mummies. So they would take part of the bone, ground it up, and they would either inhale it or eat it because they believed they would get special powers and abilities. Mm -hmm. So that's just to give you the mind of where we're going. Okay. Um, and for our viewers, you've already seen the disclaimer. So if you have stuck around past that, welcome to the wild ride here. Um, I am very, very... I am very scared that there's a disclaimer. All right. <laughs> we're, we're in. We're <laughs> yep. in. There's a disclaimer? On to the catacombs. If you travel to the catacombs, you'll find that the mummies on display are dressed in very fine and old clothes. 
This is because for centuries, people would dress the mummies of their relatives in the finest garbs of the time. This was viewed as being respectful, which I find funny because at the same time, they were probably cutting off a finger to yeah. grind up and eat. So, you kind of got a hand on each platter there. <laughs> Take a new... hand, put on a coat. It's no, all I, I was going, we literally took a took hand, hand and put it on a platter. <laughs> oh. We're not even any of the stories yet. This is God. getting in. Um, before getting into the stories deeper, I do want to say they don't have any years attached to them at all. Um, I don't know if that's better. In a Facebook group for mediums, we were swapping our weirdest and scariest ghost encounters. Uh, someone provided a link to the article that had these stories. They are from an interview with author, photographer, and death expert, Paul Kudinaris. And... Death expert? <laughs> yes, I'm glad you asked that question. <coughs> I was hoping somebody would. So, death expert... A death I spurt. Did, I didn't know this was a thing, but someone has to be an expert in everything. I guess. Um, he goes around the world taking pictures of dead bodies. Okay. And he makes books about them. He has at least three books out now. And this interview was during promotion of one of his new books because he went to the catacombs. Okay. What is his last name again? Kudinaris. K-O-U. Hold on. K-O-U-D-O-U. Yep. N-A-I-N-A-R-I-S. Paul Kudinaris. If you look up a picture of him, real interesting looking guy. Okay. Um, but the way I've been told, if he is like the go-to guy, uh, don't look him up plus Italy. Just do Paul Kudinaris. Um, if you are into death at all, <laughs> and you don't own one of his books... <laughs> Then you're weird, not really into death. That was a very uh, interesting sentence. All right, well, let me tell you exactly what you said in the interview. If you thought that was interesting. Oh, look at that. I don't even have to type in his full name and it comes up. I have seen these books before. I actually know about these books. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. I was going to say, don't scroll too much. It might man. ruin the surprise. This so, man? That's him. All right. So that's who we're talking from here. But um, his works have been described by the lady interviewing him such that if you're on a dating website and you match with somebody who says they are interested in death, you can ask them if they own one of his books, and if they say no, you are not obligated to sleep with them. Okay. That's exactly what she said. I am not into this, so I do not know this crowd. But apparently he's a rock star in the death world. I'm taking pictures of dead bodies. But Tommy so Lee of decapitees. Literally who he is. Um, he does take really good photographs, but of course they are all of dead mummies, skeletons, dead bodies. Um, so, we're going to start with the first story. It was just the intro. Yeah, that was literally just the intro. Oh, okay. And this is my favorite story. The first one's your favorite? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Coming in to just read. So, this story centers around a mummy that was named Pene Grande. 
Do either of you want to guess what that translates to? Big, Big pasta. pasta. <laughs> Pretty close. But yes, it translates to Big Dick. Ah. Yeah, that would make sense, Penny. He, yeah. he got this nickname because he was famed in life for having a humongous Johnson. <laughs> People would seek out this mummy and honor him as the patron saint of Big Dicks. <laughs> He was arguably the most famous mummy in the catacombs, and thousands of visitors would specifically seek him out all the time. Pene Grande is a rock star, even in death. Has Ron Jeremy and Diesel visited this dude? <laughs> oh my god. So, one day, a newlywed woman oh no. sought out our mummified hero. Oh. She came because she discovered the man she married was not well endowed at all. She came. She had an idea, and that was to rub a cloth on Penne's penne, and then rub it uh. onto her husband's penne. Oh. She went through with the plan. The next time her and her husband had sex, it seemed like his penis was indeed larger and fuller. Oh, God. She was really enjoying herself until she looked up at one point and saw her husband's face completely changed into that of the mummy. Once they stopped, it reverted back to her husband. However, it continued to happen every time they had sex after that. Determining he had been possessed by the ghost of Penne Grande, they set up an exorcism. However, the priest determined a normal exorcism would be ineffective since the ghost only came out during sex. Mm. I say sexorcism. Because of this, he hatched a plan. Working with a blacksmith, the priest had a tight-fitting codpiece with a sheath constructed. Oh, God. To perform the exorcism, they strapped the codpiece onto the husband and waited for him to get erect. At that point, the priest, the, the priest performed the exorcism, causing the ghost to leave via the man's penis. Once the ghost had left his body, the priest took the codpiece off and sealed it shut. He then covered the husband in holy water. The story spread through town, and the man was forever known as the man with the tiny penis. The codpiece was returned to the catacombs with the mummy. However, the story soon spread like wildfire and Penne Grande became even more popular, especially with older women. Oh, God. So many people wanted to try the same plan that the church was eventually forced to lock up Penne Grande in a back room <laughs> where he is securely stored to this day. So how do you guys feel about a Penne Grande story? I, I kind of love that it's a wear Penne. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, would you ever attempt this? No. 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 Um, On the one hand, I'm, I'm like, grossly interested in it, but at the other point, I'm like, no. Seems like a cuck move. Can you imagine that conversation with that priest, though, when you're trying to explain to him what happened? Like I said, you, lit you literally needed a sexorcism. <laughs> And then the blacksmith that got involved too. You want me to build a every what? <laughs> every part of that just got more and more ridiculous. And that could not have been comfortable to wear. No, no. 
he would have been very difficult. I've worn a jog strap, and let me tell you, that's uncomfortable. Imagine a little hose coming out the front. Though. Imagine a, a hot hose, piece. Yeah. A hose to catch a spear. Yeah. I mean, if you don't put, if you don't is that, put, is that, that, if you don't put the hard part into a jog strap, you technically there is, is a hose. That where Gonzo got his nose design. No. From Penny Grande? Not yeah. Penny Grande for sure, I'll tell you that. No, because it would have to go down and catch him. But yeah, I um, that's my favorite story of the bunch. And I just, I, I, I mean, I can't believe the lady's stupidity to try it. I can. I, like I mean, it, at the same time, it worked. It did work, which in turn only made more people want to try it. They were not afraid of um, the mummy taking over the uh, presence of their lover. But it worked. I don't know what's more surprising that she wouldn't try that it worked. Arise, mummy. Arise. <laughs> Arise, Penne Grande. Arise. Well, the second story isn't nearly as bad, depending on your opinion. Oh, no. There is a mummy that workers kept finding women's underpants behind. The mummy wasn't anyone noteworthy, like Penne Grande. But they suspected that women were leaving them there as some kind of token. That all changed when a young woman claimed the ghost of that mummy followed her home one night. He propositioned her for sex, but she declined. Angry that he had been turned down, the ghost then stole a pair of her panties and left. <laughs> her panties were found hidden behind the mummy. But the monastery accused the girl of stashing them there herself and making the whole thing up. They claimed the girl was just trying to get famous. The girl persisted with her story, so the monastery decided to set up a test. They removed all the panties from the night before and stood guards at every entrance. Nobody entered the catacombs that night, but in the morning, there were more panties behind the mummy. The monastery now believed in the panty-stealing mummy. <laughs> Realizing they couldn't let this continue, they came up with a plan. God. Someone simply stated to the mummy that if he didn't stop stealing underpants, then they would bury him in the ground in a place nobody could find him. After that, no more underpants were stolen by the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of giallo films are making a lot more sense now I'm not gonna lie I have never in my life heard of an underpants stealing ghost and the fact that this it is happens, the first for me and the fact it happens when he gets turned down is even better say so you've never heard of an undertaker no I have never heard of the undertaker and the undertaker here he is um absolutely fantastic oh my god and, like, I have to think that everyone, every pair of panties that were behind him had the same situation. Right. But how many people just thought it was a weird dream? Right. Like. I just love that there are so many panties that this ghost is, this is an incel ghost. He is stealing <laughs> their underwear. <laughs> Stashing them behind his, his mummy. The thing for me this that is, just this put, is Joe's ghost. That's what I I said, Joe the Undertaker. Um, this is definitely the part that put it over the edge. Is you know they told him 
if you keep doing it, we're going to bury you where no one... <laughs> like, could you imagine the conversation, just some priest walking up to a mummy and just going, you need to stop this shit, or I'm going to bury you where no one will find you. You know what? That tells me someone said yes. <laughs> <laughs> if he's constantly getting shot down... He's like, fine, bury me. <laughs> but somebody said yes once. <laughs> At least once. He's, he's, he stopped stealing underpants because, you know, he didn't want people to stop coming visit him. Yeah. But just on the off chance that somebody was interested, like, I gotta be, I gotta be up here. Yeah. I told you, someone said yes once. He couldn't get underpants into, into the underground. But, like, I love... He told them that he's Pene Grande, and, and they said, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I love... And absolutely love the fact that they set up a test. Like, you know, they thought she was full of shit. And they were oh, like, yeah. fine. We'll, we'll show you what. Guards, remove all panties. Yep. And no one's coming No one's in, in like, no one's out. And then the next morning, more panties. They Wait. were probably like, what? Which that just raises my questions of how the fuck did he get them in? And it goes pockets. I just like to see just these, this large, you know, wad of panties just passing by the guards, looking like something in an old movie where they're definitely on a string. <laughs> I would love to know a number, like what the most panties they found behind him were. Like, was he just going like apartment to apartment to apartment, like house to house, being like, you want to have sex? No. Fine. You want to have sex? Next no. door. Fine. Fine. <laughs> He's just coming home <laughs> 20 pairs of underpants and just dropping them. Hit up a hostel. That's what you get for not having sex with me. You don't have underwear now. Yeah. Come back when you want them. <laughs> Come back when you want them. May I have my underpants back? Do you want to sleep with me? No. 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 They're my panties. In fact, give me your panties now. Can you Pay up. Can you imagine, like, the janitor that had to clean these up, like, every day, being like, Why? <laughs> Why are these here? Who is putting panties behind this mummy? Considering it's a monastery, they don't have traditional janitors. It's one of the priests that lives there. <laughs> He's just so confused. Until one girl goes to the police. The police! Right. So, so do you think she was going to the police because of the encounter? Or was she reporting that her panties were missing? I, I, I'm, that's a tough one. I mean, they... There's no year, but I'm assuming it was probably, you know, long ago, so they're probably expensive underwear. Right. She probably only had one or two pairs. I was like, hey, someone stole my panties. And it was that mummy. <laughs> Look, they're right behind him. <laughs> Church is just like, you stashed those there yourself. Don't don't come to us with that. I did not. All right, fine. We'll test it. We're going double or nothing. I just, I really wish the test would have been like, like priests just sitting outside the mummy all night, just watching it. And like you said, the panties just come floating by. Well, I've never seen that before. That sounds like a Leslie Nielsen movie if I ever heard one. Right? Yeah. Actually, I could kind of see that being in Dead and Loving It. <laughs> Does this last story get weirder than those two? Depends on your opinion. Oh, God. But... I was going to say, Penne Grande was weird, but that one was almost weirder. Yeah. Penne Grande was just disturbing. That one was... made me question things. Told you. 
you were gonna have feelings. They just weren't gonna be the same as you had left. Yeah, they're they're not the same as I had for uh, Lincoln Park Golf Course. They that might change here. I think I just become Time for so us to numb. Get angry. <laughs> this last story is admittedly a bit of a doozy. We're going backwards in time a bit to the 20th century. Okay. Wait, wait. But all we're, we're in the 21st century. Yeah, and I know, but so weren't we all the other stories in the 20th century? They don't even have a century. Well, that's frustrating. It could have been last week. Yeah. But we, since we're in the 21st century. Okay, we're going we're back. Gonna, okay. We're going back. Okay. So this and, one does have a date on it. Just 20th century. We're literally going to party like it's 1999. Yeah, so this could be any time between 1901 and 1999. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That That's more reasonable than the other two. That's why I was like, when... I don't know if you want to think that when you hear the story, though. Oh, no. You'll probably wish that this was, like, caveman times. Okay. We're going backwards in time to the 20th century. The exact year isn't known. Our tale focuses on a sick man. I will name him Joe. Giuseppe. There's a lot of hymns in here. Giuseppe. So Giuseppe. There's a lot of names in here, so I figured, and a lot of hymns in here, so I figured I might need to name him. That's fair. Giuseppe, Giuseppe works. And he was suffering from what sounds like modern-day IBS, with near constant diarrhea, diarrhea and farting. God. medicine wasn't helping and his doctors had no idea what was going on with him so he decided to steal a skull from the catacombs oh no and he started saying constant prayers over the skull to saint rock and saint sebastian the patron saints of plague and suffering Uh he figured the skull would be able to connect him to the angelic realm and so it was used in his prayers Okay. The prayers weren't working. Mm-hmm. So he developed a plan involving light necromancy. <laughs> he started crapping on the skull daily. His theory was that by crapping on the skull enough and saying his prayers at the same time, he would be able to swap intestines with the ghost of the mummy whose skull he stole. What? Giuseppe decided to crap on the skull every day, hoping to swap intestines. Giuseppe's plan was to swap... Okay. Pretty sound plan, you know? Does he not know what happens to the intestines in mummies? Uh, (laughs) I mean, if everything's, you know, in pretty good shape when they dig them up, I'm assuming the intestines would be okay, right? It depends on what kind of mummification the Italians were doing. Because Egyptian, they take all the organs out. I've seen some pretty, you know, good sausage casings, so they'd probably just, you know, slip those over top of them and called it a day. But yeah, Giuseppe's plan was to um, crap on the skull daily, swap intestines. How is that necromancy? Um, sound plan, sound plan. Maybe with the prayers and stuff he was offering. Like he just thought, hey, this is necromancy, you know? How is that? Okay, continue. Yeah, you know, Giuseppe, he doesn't know what he's doing at this point. He's no doctor. He's, he's no necromancer a, either. He's barely a necromancer. Eventually, the ghost started appearing to him. <laughs> I wonder why. Stop shitting on the me. The ghost was not happy at all. <laughs> I can't and kept imagine warning why. him to stop crapping on his skull. 
So Giuseppe craps on the skull, ghost shows up, will you please stop that? Please knock that off. Giuseppe thought it was working. He believed it was necromancy because now he has summoned a ghost. Right. The ghost whose intestines he wants. The man refused to quit. <laughs> and eventually, it worked. Oh. He woke up one day, cured of his ailment. His IBS had seemingly been transferred to the ghost, who angrily kept visiting him. His doctors had no explanation for how he was cured. He had no more diarrhea, no more uncontrolled farting, he had completely normal bowel movements. However, the there problem with necromancy is you don't always know who is on the other side. It was revealed to the man that the mummy had died from testicular cancer. Shortly after being cured of his intestinal problems, the man developed testicular cancer and was dead within a couple of years. Beautiful. Shithead's curse. <laughs> Just desserts, if I've ever heard. Hershey Kiss desserts. It was, um... It was a decent plan, you know? Medicine's not helping, you know? Might as well turn to necromancy by crapping on skull. So not only am I going to desecrate a body by stealing its skull... I'm going to I'm desecrate going to, it by defecating on it. Defecate... Mm-hmm. On the desecrated body. And then, when the ghost says, Stop! Stop it! Just stop! He's like, this is working. I've got this guy's attention. Now I'm getting his intestines. And I, I like that his original plan was he took the skull and he just prayed with it. That was fine. Like, Think, it was a little weird, but I can understand that part. You know, his, his At least it's still respectful. Yeah. And then probably when... If it would have worked, he probably just would have returned the head. But I do like that his original plan was, all right, this is going to connect me to the angels, this random guy's head. Yeah. Going to connect me. Second it didn't work, he went from... And... You know, a, a better plan. To yeah, not, I still wouldn't call it a good plan. It was just better than his what he ended up with. He but, started here. Yeah. The goal was here. He started here, and by the time he started pooping on the skull, he was down here. Just, uh, just got worse for him. Yeah. And when we talk about like karma and you know <laughs> things coming back to you, like you're not racking up good points no. in that category. No, though. you are. Uh, you're tanking. Like, that's what... That like, is a NBA... monkey paw. Yeah. <laughs> that is a monkey paw without the wish. Yeah. Like, well, he, was he got wishing... his wish, but... Mm, he got would more rather... punishments than the wish. Would yeah. you rather have IBS or testicular cancer? I would rather have the IBS. Yeah. As someone who has bowel issues, let me tell you, I'd rather have that than testicular cancer. I was going to say, and when it comes to being a social outcast... I would rather be the guy that farts all the time than the guy over there shitting on a skull. Right? Oh, can you imagine the rumors if people knew of the guy shitting on a skull? 
Especially if they didn't know the medical problem. I'm definitely... I'm glad for this... When you told the story. But when you said that he had a problem and he took a skull, I was not thinking he was going to be defecating on the skull. I thought there was something else going to be involved and I was very worried. You are expecting some Mamiya to come into the play there. Mm-hmm. You know, grab that bad boy up and inhale. No, he did not want to do that because he probably thought that was in poor taste. I'll say it's the fact that you gave the context of it before. I was like, he's going to crush it up and he's going to shove it up his butt. Nope, he uh, just wanted to poop on it. Which I don't know uh, how to... I can't find how to connect those points. No. <laughs> I, I mean... It, he was practicing poodoo, so... <laughs> uh, not necromancy, it was poodoo. Oh, God! Um, but yeah, a very um, interesting guy. So since we had three different tales here, uh, and it's not like something we can go visit, you know, I hope you guys wouldn't shit on a skull. No. You know, the odd no. thing is... Uh, don't don't transition that way. <laughs> my, my f- <laughs> Oddly enough, I plan... No, um... My my family is trying to plan a an international trip in a couple years. I'm gonna keep Palermo, Italy on my list. You can go there still. And if you can I go into the catacombs. If I do, I'll let you guys know. Ask somebody about Penne Grande. God. Uh, anyway, continue with and look stories. for underwear. That one I'm gonna do, for sure. So since Penne Grande's still locked up, Paul did not have a picture of him. But in his book, there is a picture of the panty stealing ghost. I think I actually have it on my phone here, real quick. Let me pull it up here. Pantsu. He is the Pantsu hunter. <laughs> so there was one other story that I omitted. Oh no! It just it didn't. I didn't think it was gonna tickle any fancies. Um. So like, of course, back then, like, the priest had to be celibate, right? Eh, no. Back then, no. It, it's more of a modern thing. So, he was trying to be celibate as best as he could. I was going to say, only popes were really celibate back then. Even then they weren't. But um, It gets messy. Yeah, it depends on where in the history. The problem was he liked to masturbate. And the way his mummy is... Uh, his face is... They believe he died um, while climaxing. Okay. His picture is also in Paul's book. Where is that screen? Oh, here we go. Um, I'm having a hard time drawing the connection between necromancy and poodoo myself. Panty stealer. He does look like a panty stealer. Panty stealer. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, an incel. So that's not the end of um, Masturbation Ghosts End, though. Of course not. Because it killed him. When he died, he did not like masturbation anymore. Oh. So, around the town, the local legend was, if you masturbated too much, the priest who died from masturbation would come get you. Probably shouldn't go to Palermo then. There was one boy who claimed that one night he was doing it multiple times in a row, and the ghost of the priest showed up and grabbed his penis. And the grip was so tight that it did damage. The boy still had his penis, but he had become sterile. Oh, 
all joking aside, a priest grabbing a kid's penis. Dead priest. Dead priest's ghost grabs a kid's penis. Uh, for a second, I thought you were going to say that the kid also climaxed yeah, to death. Was... No, 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 no. Kids I'm like, this is literally It Follows. Yeah, it's just... Sorry, master- spoiler alert. It's just masturbation instead of sex. <laughs> Which, that raises a question about that movie, but this is not the place to have that conversation. So, I guess we'll throw it in the fourth story there, too. But Alex, out of the stories there... Um, how would you rank them? Like, you can say, like, what your favorite was, or, like... Well, I loved that we immediately thought it was Big Pasta. (laughs) Yeah? However you want to say whatever your top whatever was out of it. So, let's see. We have, uh... Pene Grande. Pansu. This was the masturbation mummy. Oh. I don't mean to laugh, oh. but holy crap. Oh. And if he didn't die by climax, I can see how that story came about. Yes. Yeah. We have Penny Grande, we have Panty Thief. The we Undertaker. The Undertaker, we have Poodoo. And we have... Climax and Catholic. <laughs> Climaxing... Catholic. Those sound like video categories or video names from America's Home Videos. Yeah. <laughs> they also sound like potentially terrible porn names. Yeah. So if I'm ranking. Undertaker has to be my top. It was simultaneously the most. the least offensive. But the most strange and made me go, I what? Like that one to me is the one that I'm like, okay, I. It's weird enough, but I'm okay with that. How about you? <sighs> as much as I love Penny Grande, I think I have to go with Giuseppe's Pinocchio story. <laughs> the poodoo. He's got that poodoo hoodoo. So. One last question, kind of wrap it up here. Whoever wants to take it first can. In comparison to the last surprise video, how how are you guys feeling like differently or anything like at all? How are you feeling after these? Just so they know, because they could see it in your faces last time for sure. So, so uh, just get it out there. I, I do kind of want to, and, and this is going to get a little political, I do kind of like that the American story was completely about greed and avarice. Mm-hmm. I have no clue how to categorize <laughs> what the, the hell is happening in Italy. Italian mummies... Sex mummies. Italian sex, sex mummies sounds like a Italian RoboCop ripoff. Like, for some reason, I, I do not know. I don't know how to categorize this. Italy's weird. I've always thought Italy is weird. And. This gave you ammunition. Uh, Italian mummies. Italian sex, sex mummies. mummies. Yeah, there's definitely some uh, sexual liberation here. <laughs> um, 
in Egypt, you've got them revering their mummies. And in Italy, they're like, well, I'm going to eat that mummy. And then I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to rub that one on my like, dick. Like, honest. I'm shit on this guy. And this one made me climax. <laughs> and this one prevented me from climaxing ever again. Egypt and Italy both got mummies. Treated them a little differently. A lot. Mm. Okay. The enthusiast. I wouldn't call it enthusiast about this. Nothing about this is enthusiast. I know, you, you got pretty happy about a panty-stealing mummy. I think it's hilarious, it's personally. Like that, awesome. that one's just hilarious to me. Um, oh, God. So, how I feel about Lincoln Park Golf Course to our wonderful Palermo, Italy, Italian sex mummies... I'm equally disappointed. <laughs> like, I'm disappointed in the people of the area in both cases. Doesn't shine a good light on humanity. No. no. In both cases, it's just Ooh. people Here is a question. caring. Which, which story or locale do you think is more disrespectful? <laughs> oh. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna stick with Lincoln Park Golf Course because a lot of this has prayer involved with it. Yeah, there's and respect and visiting. It's still a monastery, and it's it and is even a, if there's poodoo. It, it <laughs> this this head was in the right place. Not it, the mummies. Not, not the, the mummies. <laughs> so like, I'd have to say, Lincoln Park Golf Course is still the the worst. But that makes Palermo, Italy, the lesser of two evils in this case. Um, as far as other... I was gonna say, this story though has people molesting ghosts, ghosts molesting people, people. <laughs> like shitting on them, getting killed by them, propositioning them. I will not lie. Considering the two sets that we've had now of these surprises. There is no logic. I have no expectations for the next one. I was expecting some other completely terrible desecration, and maybe that's the only common theme is it has something to do with desecration, but my God, if you had told me that we'd be talking about sex mummies, I I would have laughed. I, I guess my question is, are the ghosts of the Italian sex mummies different than regular spirits? In Italy. Are they spirits or are they the mummies leaving and that raises... I, there's a lot going on here that... <laughs> because if this is what all Italian spirits are like, I think I'd rather be haunted by an Italian spirit. They seem pretty respectful. I don't know. you're not shitting on them or, you know... Masturbating to too much. That, with them. See, that's the one... Buy some extra underpants. It's yeah. the one that concerns me. I know. When I, when I saw this, I was like... Oh boy, we're in for a good one. Mm -hmm. I already know what the next one is, so I'm excited to see where that one ranks. But it might be a little while before another surprise episode. Can you just how different from these two is the next one going to be? It's a different continent again. Ooh. <laughs> so it's not Eurasia, we're, and it's not North America. Mister Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And there's no pooping on skulls. Perfect. Or golf courses. Promise. Hand to God. I, I, I like to say, though, that's like two different words between pooping on skulls <laughs> and golf courses in the dictionary. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a, lot. a lot of words in between There's there. a lot of potentially worse things that could come up. It's going to be a good one. They've all been good. I've thoroughly no, enjoyed these because they are fun. These are... Yeah, there, there's no investigating, observation, theorizing. This is just cringing at humanity. Yeah, and not to, you know, it's not meant to be a pun, but this is literally, this was batshit crazy. Yep. Actually, it's human shit crazy, but... Yeah. Yeah. Humans are worse than spirits. I think that... Not the masturbating ghost one. (laughs) Supernatural did say people are worse than ghosts. We're or Penny Grande. Or Penny Grande. Or the Penny. You know what? No. Humanity and spirits, at least Italian spirits, are all the same. <laughs> they all a little kinky. Oh, God. They got, they got their stuff going on. I'm excited. Um, folks, if you know any weird, wacky, infuriating ghost stories <laughs> at all, Send them to me in a message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they could end up as a surprise episode because I thoroughly enjoy them. These two thoroughly enjoy them. Alex loves getting enthused by them. I, mean, I was not enthused. When he heard Penne Grande, that was he got not what I. very enthused. I, I was enthused. He said, I like it when you call me Big Pasta. <laughs> God. When, uh,. When I was reading it and I saw Penne Grande, I'm like, don't you dare say what I think you're about to say. Big dick. Ah, you went there. I'll put the link to the article below. Um, the whole interview is not about Italian sex mummies. Um, he talks about other things like how he got involved in this, what he believes in. Um, he finds out about these stories because as he's taking pictures of the mummies he went and bodies, he wants to know the story behind them, so he starts talking to locals. Um, so that's why these don't have many details is uh, he is getting them directly from the locals like hey why is why is there a, a spot here for a mummy where is he at oh he's locked up why is he locked up well that's grande penne so I like to think that he keeps talking to the same local and the local <laughs> has made up all of the stories <laughs> be awesome now, but I think that does it for this surprise episode Make sure to like and subscribe, comment, send your wacky hunts. Haunts, not hunts. If you've been on Wacky yeah, Hunts, yeah. send that too. If you have been on the search for Italian sex mummies, let us know. And if you ever want to see one of these two guys leave a surprise episode, let me know. I'll take a back seat if I have to. Not to Italian sex mummies. <laughs> or the guy that oh, gets better and better. If you're one of my students watching this... Shame on you. If you're one of my students watching this, I want to hear him text me within a year being like, one of my students wrote a paper on Italian sex mummies. Please don't. I, I will. He will pass you. Do you have any I creative writing classes? Not be, yet. Oh, that'd be perfect for a creative writing class. The tale of the Italian of Grande. Or if you do a paper comparing and contrasting Italian sex mummies and Egyptian mummies, he will pass you. Don't Just you do have- it. Don't you have a 
criminal justice class? Yeah. Someone could write the oh, legality God. of shitting on a skull, couldn't they? Yeah. And probably on Penne Grande, the legalities of uh, what so, occurred there. the issue is, we're talking American politics. This is Italian. I didn't say it'd be a good paper or get them a good grade. Okay. I said they yeah. could do it. And imagine the look on your face when you're reading that. That's worth whatever grade they get. In fact, <laughs> I'll give you an A for it if he doesn't. That's a lot of good boy points. Good karma. Unlike when you practice voodoo. And the more A's you get from us, you could end up right here next to us. Yep. Talking about Italian sex mummies. Or whatever's next. I'm sorry. But thank you for coming. Share us around. And remember, the surprise episodes, they're their own little thing here. So if you're not too fond of them, you can always skip them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or just roll to the end. All of the best content's at the end. But you had to get here to know that. Come back next time. Hopefully we're out exploring some places. Come Thanks, back. guys. Stay in the light. Come back.